it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, 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 everyone, to Shedding the Corporate Bitch, um, the podcast that helps transform corporate executives into powerhouse leaders by helping them shed the challenges and overwhelm, as well as the fear, insecurity, self-doubt, and negativity holding them back from creating the riches in their work and life they deserve. I'm Bernadette Bowes of Ball of Fire Coaching, and today our guest will answer a question many women ask themselves. How can I succeed at work and life? especially when I have children and family. My guest today is Sohee Jun, Chief Inspiration Officer and founder of SJ Consulting and a best-selling author of Mommy Tracked, How to Take Authentic Risks and Find Success on Your Terms. Welcome to the show, Sohee. Thank you, Bernadette. Ooh, this is going to be good. I am very excited to talk to you. Well, and we're going to get to your book in a minute because I think that's awesome in itself, let alone the conversation that we're going to have uh, about how women rise and succeed in work and life. Yeah. So help our listeners and our viewers learn a little bit about you before we dive into all of that conversation. Oh, absolutely. So I am a leadership coach to highly ambitious women and emerging leaders and specifically working with creatives. Um, and I've been doing this work for over 20 plus years, having had a lot of my work in internal and corporate um, of different industries, entertainment, media, startups, finance and engineering. I've kind of done all of it in terms of industries and have had my own firm for the past five years, specializing as a leadership coach and leadership development expert. That's a best-selling author. And a best-selling author of Mindpact, and we will talk about that. Where, where would you say your sweet spot is when it comes to the work that you do? It is that intersection of women that are at the VP role, and they want more, and they want to be able to, um, you know, own whatever their unique definition of success is unapologetically. And that has a lot to do with what you named up front, Bernadette, which is like, okay, where are we playing small? How are we under, you know, showing up not in the ways that we want to? How do we mm -hmm. amplify our unique strengths mm -hmm. in whatever re arena we want that to be in? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of our viewers and listeners who are corporate professionals, mm -hmm. they're going to sit there and go, well, wait a minute, Sohi. VPs, they're at that level because they are already there. They already have that confidence and so forth and so on. How bogus is that? <laughs> so bogus. You know, not too long ago, I read a book by my uh, dear friend, Marshall Goldsmith, called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Right. And um, I think that that's so true about women in particular. There are certain things that will get you to a certain level. And then when you are in that sandwich role in which you have to artfully manage up, and also have span of control over a lot of people 
and P&L responsibilities and manage a team, that takes a, a different skill set um, and one that isn't just about what you used to do and um, the things that got you there, which is great technically. You may be a great engineer, you may be a great creative or really good at the technical aspects of your job. Right. But at that level, when you want more, it takes different skill sets mm -hmm. and things that they haven't probably thought about in terms of, um, and especially presence too. Right. And at the same time, because the one comment that you, that you said that made me kind of react that way um, is the fact that it isn't, it isn't just hard skills or presence, but it's also mindset. It, it, it requires an even more, if, if, if it's already evolved, it needs a, even a more evolved mindset. What, is that what you're saying? Yes, Bernadette, you're so great at picking that up because the coaching that I do and the underpinnings, what I, what I call the foundational work, is all about the mindset. And I call it the inner game. And I have this um, that I write about called the inner game of leadership, which is at the end of the day, if we want to be radically authentic in our leadership, and how we show up in the world for our teams and for the people above us and around us. Mm -hmm. And we have to do the sometimes hard work, you know, but really pays off later or, you know, in the near term and later of the inner work, which is all about mindset, emotional intelligence, the extent to which you're self-aware, and then how you leverage your self-awareness to really build relationships in the workplace. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and doesn't it come down to, you know, I love woo-woo words like emotional intelligence, but, <laughs> but doesn't it really come down to confidence and boldness and, you know, self-esteem, you know, I mean, yes, self, uh, emotional intelligence is that self-awareness, but that self-awareness is helping you create a foundation of real confidence and boldness and belief in yourself. Is that a fair assessment? So there's a little bit of a distinction, which is I say those are the outcomes right? The, the self-confidence and how you portray yourself and what people see, whether they, uh, whether you appear confident to them, that's the outcome of the okay. inner work and self-awareness. Okay. So without doing that piece of understanding what your triggers are, where your gaps are, how, you know, how you want to be perceived and is that being right. amplified? What's your unique strengths and how are you leveraging that? Without that awareness, um, the inner work, right? Emotional intelligence, self-awareness, all of those catchphrases. Love then that. the outcome won't match. Yeah, yeah. And so are you often surprised that when people have big titles <laughs> and they have big offices and they have big paychecks, yet they lack heavily, you know, seriously, that self-awareness and therefore those outcomes? Yeah, you know, I don't know if at this point in my career I'm surprised so much as it shows up in different ways. So that might be, if anything, um, the nuanced piece of it where I'm like, oh, okay, this is how it's showing up for this leader or executive or, you know, manager. Right. And it's really about how, you know, that, that they're not able to align their intentions in terms of how they want to show up and how it's perceived by others. Mm. So... In doing this work with leaders at all levels, and in particular with creatives as well, um, one, I love working with creatives because it's like they don't really realize they're in a leadership role. It's like, oh, yes, when you have people that you manage, you are 
by title a leader and you know all that stuff so right. it's helping people really get aligned in terms of their intentions and their actions yeah and uh, define creatives for us because someone might be out there or they may know somebody out there but they're you know they call them something else how are you defining creative Yes, in addition to helping women, um, if they're in the creative space, like art directors, producers, film you know, supervisors, animation directors. Um, I live in Los Angeles, based in Los Angeles, so have really done a lot with the creatives, and by that I mean film, you know, media and entertainment, that space, production. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. No wonder we, uh, I kind of related to you the minute I saw you. Um, we could talk about my film and media and entertainment um, piece of my world uh, at another time, but that's awesome. And that's what I really wanted to understand is kind of what space of those creatives that you're working in. Yeah. So, so what do you find to be the greatest challenge that they are having, especially when it comes to that self-awareness to where then they get that outcome that they're looking for? So I think that, that that's a big and a great question. And I think that one, we have to take a pause and realize that we're really navigating challenging times. So like, let's look big and then and I'll get micro with you. The world that leaders are in, whether you're a female or creative or whatever, we have to just one, say that and recognize and put words to the fact that we've all been navigating some really challenging times. So I say that to say that leaders in general have it really um, hard in some ways, given the complexity and the rate in which change is happening, unlike any other time that we've been in, right? We've all collectively experienced trauma and had to navigate things in really rapid form without knowing, without a North Star, kind of just making it up as we go. Having said that, in particular, those emerging leaders or the VPs or, you know, regardless of title at that mid-tier, um, it's especially hard because these are the folks that sometimes don't, most of the times don't get the resources that they need to be successful, right? Having been um, a coach internally, all of the funds get funneled to the top of the house. They get, and they need it, not to say that they don't need that, but having been a mid-level manager at that level as well, I remember thinking, gosh, I don't know what I don't know. Right. So part of that is, you know, why I made a specialty in this niche is helping the, the, this type of leader really understand and get the support that they need to be the mirror for them and help them have awareness around, you know, great, you're great at your job. Here are the areas that you excel in. Here's how others perceive you based on feedback and how you can start to move the needle in intentional ways. Right. Is that answering your question, Bernadette? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, but I'll ask an additional one because that's what I do, right? Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, um, so when you say resources that they don't, they don't aren't often given the resources. You're you're meaning training, uh, your uh, you know hard soft, hard skills, soft skills, coaching, mentoring. Those are the resources that you're talking about. That the middle management uh, often gets kind of, you know, secondhand, you know, yeah. down um, <laughs> and, doesn't, and doesn't get the resources that they need. Is that yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, companies, it's intentional or not, but I think that that's the group that often gets, you know, overlooked, for lack of a better word, because 
they there's a lot expected of them and just not a lot given and i think the tides are turning um in in the last few years and looking at this group in terms of their level of influence mm-hmm. my goodness they are the direct line in of people responsible for like really managing frontline and that has an impact to the clients and the customers and how they feel about the interactions and the you know all of the things that customer relations wise we need to think about so it's they have a very important role and the reason the other part of that is again i I coach from lived experience and i've been in that role and i understand how nuanced and challenging it can be when you have span of um, of needing to um, influence and not a lot of resources right right um okay so i so two things came out of that yes that maybe the tide is changing because of and so you're going to correct me brand equity that people are that leaders are seeing that they have to build in their business you know, because in order to then continue to be able to attract the people that they want. So they have to give their people the tools and the resources, in your words, in order to then get these leaders to be, you know, elevating their overall brand. And then people, they, you know, people are becoming more demanding, their employees are becoming more demanding and needing true leaders. Yeah. And therefore, those middle managers who are taking the brunt of everything getting pushed down to them need to have the tools and resources to then manage that those, you know, those employees effectively. Is that? Yeah, you know, I love that. And yes, and yes, because once, you know, I have experience with coaching someone who didn't know that there was something like this available, it kind of goes viral and that they're like, oh, my gosh, there is a coach and it's actually looked out at as a gift right so some companies in the past would frame it as a way of like performance managing or you know turnarounds or whatever you want to call it it wasn't looked at as a development gift and opportunity and so the more that i have interactions in which people are like oh my gosh this is a gift i'm helping them go from good to great right greater then yes bring more and so the tides turn the more that they experience this in a way that is positive for for everyone right awesome and what would you say is one of those key areas that you're really um, providing coaching and support in especially when it comes to um, women rising up and succeeding taking risks you know talking about your you know even mentioning your book mommy tracks you know it's all it's all about also getting to a point where they're taking risks what are you seeing to be that biggest problem that you're being asked to solve for them it's really, oh gosh, you know, if I were to simplify it and name one or two things, it's self-trust. And, you know, we talk about this, you talk about this all the time, it's confidence. And, you know, that 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 really is around um, belief in themselves, right? So mm-hmm. going back to trust. So the, those two things are really linked. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, when they come to me, especially the, the woman that's super ambitious and they're like, ah, one, it takes a while to get them to own their ambition and be okay with it, like reframing that narrative around what it means to be ambitious, owning yeah. that, and then breaking that down so that they can really own it, be authentic in their power, and then helping them to own that in the work world 
and ask for what they need. It takes um, micro actions, which I'm a firm believer in as a coach. I don't believe in boiling the ocean. Let's take it micro action at a time. And once you build success, go from there. But that takes trust and self-belief. It's a, it's a cycle. Yeah, sure, sure. It's not like all of a sudden you're learning something and you're going to gain this confidence and you're going to keep going straight. It's almost iterative, is it? It is absolutely iterative. I love that. And, you know, um, it's this notion that confidence is built through action. So confidence is not built through mantras. It's not built through... <laughs> Things that you say to yourself. I mean, those things help, right? That's all part right. of mindset. Right. It's also really core piece of action. You got to take the action, iterate, learn from it, keep going, and right. that is what allows you to build the confidence. It's not sitting here just you know thinking about it. Yeah, it's proving yourself right or wrong, failing fast or succeeding fast. Yeah, yeah, or slow. Or slow. But it right, right is building that confidence. Yeah, and you know, I love uh, what I share in coaching is around the reframe. Reframe of failing. Failing is really just a data point. If you take the the words out of it and kind of how we pack up failure or what it's right. been looked at as, and reframe it as data points. Ah, okay, so that didn't work. So what about that? Would I change or do differently going forward? Did it work for me? What worked? If it didn't. Where can I make shifts that would get me more aligned to where I want to go? Yeah. Define micro actions that you mentioned. Yeah. Give us an example, if you will. Yeah. So if you so typically what overwhelms clients is when they think about any type of change, they like go big. And I know I've done this in the past, so I'm speaking from experience as well. So it's like, <laughs> oh my God, I have to make change, right? Think of like any anybody that wants to like make diet changes or anything like that. I'm taking a generic example. But the reason why it overwhelms people and they don't take action is this, they go big in their head. It's kind of like a human tendency, a neurological, biological thing that we do. And what I know works and is more successful than going big and thinking about boiling it all into one thing is teasing it apart. So what is the, how I define it is, what is the next best action based on what you know now? Get quiet, get centered, what feels in your intuition like the next best action and go take that step. Right. Don't think about a year from now. Don't think about, you know, like what are the 10 steps that are going to get me to my North Star vision, but okay, step back. Again, tap into what is your intuition telling you about the next best step based on what you know. Then do that. And do that consistently over time. That is what amounts to success. Consistency over time. Love that. (laughs) Love that. Love that. So, you know, you're still, people are going to still have their big goals. And you probably, as your coach, as their coach, are setting those big goals. But then you're like, okay, but we have that as our target. Now let's get like focus right here, right now on what needs to happen next. Exactly. That's the piece that is most often missing for people in terms of the action steps and where um, people have shared with me as their coach that that was the most valuable thing is not only helping them define the success that is true for them and what that looks like, but then let's actually get, peel that back and talk about micro actions in a way that it's achievable and doable, right? Um, and that's the missing link. And the, the when you look at why people don't achieve what they want to, whether it's a career goal or writing a book or whatever that is, 
they're not able to break it down into really actionable pieces done consistently over time. Bernadette, I cannot say this enough. And I'm, if like anybody is hearing me, it's like that. That is the secret to success. Micro actions done consistently over time. <laughs> love that. Love that. Love that. Yep. I agree. I agree. Because oftentimes, don't you find that your clients are just, they're biting off so much. And then when they can't accomplish it, they get self, they start doubting themselves. Yeah. And they start getting insecure, and then all of a sudden that goal is gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's natural, and it's what, um, I, forgive me, the, I'm, the word is escaping me, but it's kind of an anticipated challenge, right? We know that anytime people want to make change or go big, and I always um, advocate for go big, go big for your dreams and goals. Make it the North Star, put it out here. Right. And, Keep that in mind, but then back up into, okay, what are the realistic action, micro actions right. done daily and over weeks, over time that will get you there. So let's, let's start there. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Woo! Not, well, and I think it goes back to what builds self-trust and confidence is doing those micro actions, succeeding and, and actually accomplishing them to where I love checking off my to-do list. <sighs> Like, it feels so good. Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, woohoo! I, you know, even if I only, you know, even if I only uh, um, accomplish one of them, I feel good about it. So it's almost like then micro-action, I love that word. Thank you. Micro-action, do it, check it off, mm -hmm. and that's slowly building that confidence within yourself. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's such a good cycle to be caught up in and yeah. a good habit to build. Um, and you explained it so well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So, <laughs> so from all the years that you've been doing this, yes. what would you think are the blockers? You know, what are, what are those things blocking, you know, women from being successful and being able to rise up? Hmm. You know, I think we've already covered the mindset piece, but it right. really is that, right? So barring mindset, I think it's the um, fear around taking and making changes. And that's a part of mindset, but what I think I see the most often is when there's fear blocking them from being really truthful about what they want and desire. Yes, yes. And then secondarily being fearful that if they get it, they might get it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fear of success, though, he. I don't have a fear of failing. About this. <laughs> I don't have a fear of failing. You know, I don't see failure as a negative in any way, shape, or form. But fear of success scares me. Do you know how often this is not talked? I mean, okay, let me put this in the, a different way. This is the thing that's not talked about. Right. Right. It's true, people, and I've seen it in so many women, especially ambitious women. The, oh my God, what if I get it? What if I do make the C-suite? Ah, do I belong? Do I want to be there? I, I do want to be there, but then will I belong? Will people see me right. in the way that I want to be perceived, mm -hmm. right? Fear, um, inner critic. And it's interesting because when I back up into that, there is like, typically an anxious overperformer that got you there. 
Yeah. about it. We're high achieving, highly achieving, anxious people. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have these audacious goals, big goals that I advocate for all women. Do it, dream big. And then there, it, there's this huge blocker of the fear. What if I get it? And people find out that I'm not who I say or think or whatever it is. Right. right. Yeah. Or, or just what will that success mean to my life you know like what changes is 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 it going to bring about you know is it going to require me to move is it going to be require me to you know be on the road and i don't get to see my family as much is it going to require me to you know whatever the case might be so that's what i fear yeah i don't fear that i'm going to be doubting myself and that i I am not worthy and and deserving i fear that you know when i do achieve what i want to achieve that it is going to completely turn my my world upside down. <laughs> and, you know, so speaking of LA, I mean, one of my goals is all about my screenplays and whatnot. Yeah. And I don't want to move to LA. I don't want, I don't want to, um, you know, do certain things or, or whatever the case might be. And yeah. so all of a sudden I'm just like, maybe I'll stick my screenplay back in the drawer. You know, and even do it. I know, I know. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I mean, those are really great examples of just how we get in our own way. Well, and then you shared a great example here, Bernadette, of how we go big. Oh my God, if I get it, I have to move to LA. Blah 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 blah. That might be true. And what else is true is that we're here in this moment. So like, right. let's take a deep breath. Yeah. And then what, in honoring that goal and that dream, what is the next best step? Forget about all the things that could happen. Right. Let's right. ground ourselves that. in reality. And then what is the next best step? Because the the trust comes in the actions, and then it's also a, a belief that as things come up, you will be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you can't uncouple the mindset work with the actions. Right, right. Oh, I love that. Wait, wait, wait. That's huge. You can't uncouple the mindset work and the action. Ah! Quote, quote, quote. So he's Please quote it all over. Yes. Yeah, no, it is. It's absolutely true. And I see it, too, as the fact that you're not going to take any action if you, if you have a weak mindset. If you haven't done the work, the inner, the inner work, the inner as work. you call it, Thank if you haven't you. done the inner work, then you're you're not going to take the action. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And or if you take the action, it's going to be half-assed, and it's not, <laughs> not be, and it's not going to be as rich as it can be, and and you know, kind of as big as it can be in order for you to move forward. Is that yeah? Or assessment? There is nothing more. Um, the word is there's nothing more amplified than going all in, like. I'm a firm believer of energy and what you focus on is what grows and what amplifies. So if you half-ass it, you're going to get half-assed. Right. <laughs> so do yourself a favor. If you're going to go in, like double down on yourself. Yeah. You know, oh, I, oh, I love that. Double down on yourself. I'm scribbling notes, everybody, if, for those watching and wondering what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I say to folks is what would it look like if you – a hundred percent trusted yourself. Mm. Mm. It's true. 
100% trusted yourself. 100% trusted yourself. I, I have to think this through, through for a minute. 100% trusted yourself. So help me understand that. Yeah. So somebody might not trust themselves, and that's why they're, that goes back to your self-trust and confidence comment. Yeah, yeah. And they're not trusting themselves about what? So about the goal, about the risk, about if they can handle it, about if all the ifs and all the unknowns, right? And this is one of the other really big things that gets gnarly in women's heads in particular. And I speak, you know, for women because I am one. I've been there. <clears throat> Not to say this doesn't exist for men, but it just shows up differently, right? So with women, it's this um, we have been conditioned. I, we can't ignore it, Brenda. And I know people talk about it, but we have from a very early age to perform a certain way. And when we perform in the socially conditioned way, then we get rewarded. And so there's a lot of undoing that we have to do with the conditioning. And that takes a level of trust in yourself. Um, working through fear, doing the mindset work. And so, you know, the mantra for me, um, just even as a coach, is what would it look like if I trusted myself fully? Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Because um, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm one of 12. Oh, well, goodness. Yeah. And my father was the, from the Depression era. Yeah. And so his whole mantra to us was you have to work hard to play hard. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, until I was in my 40s, late 40s, thought I had to kill myself if I wanted what I wanted. Oof. And therefore I was. I was a workaholic. I was your stereotypical type A personality. And I got myself to the point where, and I had a, my first, um, my first, uh, not nervous breakdown, uh, burnout in my late 20s. And, uh, you know, and it wasn't until my one sister, my older sister, she just went, God, I'm so, I, I'm sick and tired of people saying that, for instance, she's a, um, she's a um, uh, performer. That, mm -hmm. you know, as artists, we have to like, we have to give up everything for our craft and not want, you know, riches and success. And she's like, that's bull. She, she said, we don't have to kill ourselves and give up everything that we have materialistically or intangibly, you know, in order to, to have what we want. And I, that's what I'm hearing from you when it comes to this, this aspect is we have to, we have to reframe those beliefs we've been told yes. um, and realize that we don't necessarily have to be killing ourselves for success. Oh, gosh. I love that story, Bernadette, because I think that people in the work that we do um, have probably, I'm generalizing, but more of us than not have probably experienced that type of burnout as well because we're in service of people and we want to give. And so that leads to burnout for many of us, right. especially women, right? Especially moms. I have three kids and I added a dog to the mix. I don't even... That's a whole nother podcast, but <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I know what it looks like as well to be burnt out, working, uh, workhorse, performative, getting the accolades, feels good, feels good, feels good until my body's like, no, you can't. Mm -hmm. I burned the candle in like, if there were four ways, I would have burned it all. <laughs> so, and it was a big flame. And 
I remember my kids were pretty young, oh gosh, maybe two, four, and six, or two, four, and seven, something like that, where I literally was working maybe 60 hours a week or more, managing a large team internally, um, overseeing the domestic strategy for org development and change, and then I was like, sounds like a good idea to be my daughter's soccer coach. I'll take on one more thing, because, you know, let's do the balance. So, and also, by the way, I have a very allergic reaction to the word balance, and I have a different reframing on that. We can revisit that. Um, nice. And I sat on the couch one morning. My kids flanked around me as I came in from groceries, and I talk about this in the book, Mommy Drives. As I came in from groceries, um, done with soccer and all the things, and I literally, my body went to sleep sitting up like I didn't even know I, I was just like I, and the only reason why I knew that happened was like somebody my ex-husband took a picture of me like fully out you know and that is that for me was a, a sign I was looking at myself I'm like funny to some but really a, a turning point for me that I right. had to change I wasn't showing up at all authentically in any way that I wanted to or relishing the the moments of current moments that were bringing gifts that I was missing. So it was just, for me, uh, a huge sign that something had to change. So I get that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, wow. Now that's a powerful story. Oh. That's a powerful story. Speaking of which, yes, I definitely want to hear about Mommy Track. So your book, Mommy Track, How to Take Authentic Risks and Find Success on Your Own Terms, or Terms Free, I'm sorry, um, and they can download a free chapter called How to Define Your Values. So I'm going to break this in, break this in two. Yes. First off, I want to know kind of what was the, um, what was the motivation to write the book? Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about this particular, because I love this particular chapter uh, subject. So we'll talk about that. But what really motivated you to write this book? You know, it was really from my lived experience where one of my team members um, and I were having a conversation and she was like, this is what you need to write about. Because we would diverge from our one-on-one -on -one topics at, to like talking about life and kids and all of this stuff. And she was like, that's what you need to write about. I'm like, what? She really was like, hello, how do you do the mommy thing and still have ambition and still get what you do, what you want to do? And I was right. like, Again, everything that I do is from a place of uh, lived experience because that's how I feel that I'm best in service. Right. And it's that, you know, I I tried it. I tried all different things from off-tracking to on-ramping to part-timing to all the things in order to define what success looked like for me. Now, please do not misread the title. It's not just for moms. It's really about... As a woman, what do you want? If it's you want to be in the C-suite, let's go get it. Let's right. talk about how to get that and do right. it unapologetically. Yeah. Which is key. Which is key. Oh, yeah, right? And if it's you want to have more creativity in your life, let's talk about that. It doesn't even have to be about changing jobs per se. But what is it that is going to be additive in a meaningful way for you to really enjoy and be integrated in your life? Do you find women have a hard time defining for themselves what success is, what they truly want? No, Bernadette, I love that question. And I don't know if you're asking because you know the answer too, but I say uh, no, they don't. They don't. Oh, they don't? It's, okay, so it, let me phrase it this way. It's they know it, 
They just have to own it. Right? But when you say they have to own it, are they just not willing to acknowledge it for some other reason? Yes. Because of the shoulds. Oh, but I should be doing this. Oh, but it doesn't, my who, my friends, my family, all the people that they want to socialize their decisions and get approval from and get the okay from. We're, as women, there's a part of us that's biologically wired to get communal, okay? That's what makes us great connectors, many of us. And um, part of that comes with like, Bernadette, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? When really they know what they wanna do. It's the fear of being perceived a certain way of what if I actually get it? That means I have to do the giant changes going big, right? It means that I might disrupt the norm for my kids or my partner, and that would be too hard. Okay, but they know. So oh, oh, oh they know. They, they know. know. They get quiet and centered in their like what their intuition is telling them. And oftentimes we're so far away from our intuition. It's like let's slow down. Yeah. Let's get quiet. Let's reflect on some key questions, and they know. And is that why they're also apologizing? for it and and not being unapologetic yes first of all tip number one don't apologize (laughs) it's true it's true true. there was just a side tangent to that there's a story where there's a colleague of mine who led everything with oh i'm so sorry so sorry i said you don't have to apologize it's okay start like take out the apology and go from there right so, I mean, it's so ingrained in us in, in that way. So there's a lot of undoing. Yeah, yeah. And and then, um, okay, so I wanted to make sure I talked about that or asked you about that. And then I definitely want to ask for your take. Um, you got excited when you said you have a take on balance. <laughs> I get hives when I think about the word balance. So I love to introduce a different, a different framework rather than balance, because what balance ends up doing is leading us to burnout, right? Yeah. The the picture that most of us bring up when we think about balance is doing everything, mm-hmm. which implies that you are trying to please people and hold it up mm-hmm. for the shoulds. I should be doing this. I should be a good daughter, a good employee, should, 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 right? Amen. The reframe is let's integrate our lives based on our values, and our priorities. Right. Forget the shoulds. Forget the balancing act. Right. Look at, on my website, there's a values exercise. If you haven't done that recently, what are your values? Narrow it down to top two, at most three. Okay. Once you identify your values, then comes the priorities. So, for example, in my life, one big value is freedom. Mm. I've decided to incorporate that in my work and the way that I work, which means that I'm a solopreneur. That doesn't have to be the case for anyone else. Right. That's my truth. Right. So then I made big decisions to be where I'm at, which means I have to forego certain other things, right? I'm not going to balance everything. I'm not going to be the corporate, you know, um, big corner office person. It's a different lifestyle for me. Right, right. I make decisions based on my values and integrate that into my life. And in this season, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do everything perfectly. I'm not going to cook all the meals because that's just, you know, something I think I should do. It's really, what are my priorities? Okay, my priority is 
freedom and I want to be with my kids in the moments that matter. Those two things. Okay, that means I'll be at their, you know, open house night, but I won't be at all the things. Right. So making key decisions that feel aligned to your values, letting go of the rest. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Woo! speaking of values, I love it. Speaking of values, um, folks can go to your website, ZoeJunnPhD.com, and they can download one free chapter, which happens to be how to define your values. So share with us a little bit about that. Yes. So not only is that chapter for free, I also have the values exercise so they can do that in parallel. And I would recommend that people, you know, find a quiet space if they can for 30 minutes. I know if we're moms, it's hard to find, but to the extent that you can just clear clutter in your mind, maybe meditate or whatever beforehand, read the chapter and then do the exercise. And you might have to do it once or twice just to get really clear on what the values are. And it's going to be really um, concentrated work, but so worth it because then you start to define how your life is either aligned or misaligned or somewhere in between. Yeah. And it's, it's nothing else awareness, right? A place of awareness. Which is where we started is you mentioned that it's about self-awareness, building that self-trust. Yes. Right? And uh, I, I always come back around. I always come You're back magical. around. magical. Look at that, Bernadette. Yeah, building that self-trust and that confidence and that self-belief, um, yeah. which is fabulous. Awesome. Okay, any last tips that you have for our viewers and our listeners to really help them rise up and succeed in their work and life? Well, goodness, I would say reach out to me, connect with me, get my book, start there, and let's have a conversation. Absolutely. And you know, connect with you as well. Bernadette, you are a phenomenal interviewer. I have had so much fun. Oh, I thank you very much. But this is about you, not about me. It's enough that it's about me all the other time. So, <laughs> well, you know, I, I love connecting with those that really get this message. And so I'd say reach out. I'm open to having conversations. Yeah, that's, that's fabulous. I am so grateful to have met you and to have had this conversation. It's fat. I'm going to actually be going out to your website and downloading those values, the okay. first chapter and that test. And then that way, as we go to kind of uh, market and promote this, yeah. um, I'll also be able to share my experiences as, and so people will reach out to you. Cool. Um, yes. And they will link in with you. So be sure to go to SoheeJunnPhD.com link in with her and she makes it easy most of it is about you know so d john phd uh, <laughs> and her instagram account i was on it thrilling exciting so uh be sure to check her out on instagram as well and her free chapter of mommy tracks pick up the book forget about the chapter pick up the book i and promise it's worth it yeah it's well worth it and again it's not necessarily just for mommies nope so be sure to just uh, see it as a way to really build that confidence and self-belief and self-trust so you can rise up and be successful in your work and life. Thank you so much, Sohi. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Bernadette. It's been amazing. <laughs> yes, it's been so much fun. All right, everyone, how about that? I mean, come on. If you questioned before coming into this conversation about what you could be doing to really gain that self-confidence and self-belief, so he provided you um, a ton of ammunition, a ton of tips and tools. Um, and of course, she provided resources for you, including a chapter of her book, unless you want the whole book and go to um, Amazon or her website for that. 
but if you also have additional questions beyond what we discussed today, then you could always reach out to me as well and even schedule some time with me. Go to coachmebernadette.com forward slash discovery call and let's continue this conversation because I might be directing you right back to her. Um, and so be sure to go to sohejohnphd.com uh, to learn more about her and also to ballifiercoaching.com. And we're going to look forward to having you right back here next Tuesday at noon Eastern time for another episode of Shedding the Corporate Bitch, our new brand focusing on those uh, corporate professionals who are wanting to be those powerhouse leaders in their work and life. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.